Oh, Lord Jesus, by your Spirit, um, oh, just sharpen our listening and help us to receive and, to make us, and make us willing and eager to respond for you and for the glory of your church. Oh, we pray in your name. Amen. Well, we're going to focus um, today and for the next two weeks on 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, and the, the whole purpose is we're, we're looking at the whole area of servanthood and we're looking at where we all, I notice I've got it in capital letters uh, here, where we all serve and how God wants to use us. You realize it's going to be about you this morning in, in quite a number of ways. Well, in the opening 11 verses of chapter 12 that um, just had read to us, uh, we read of the Holy Spirit's gifts. His gifts, which are totally separate from the spiritual fruit which he's growing in us. I wonder how that spiritual fruit is growing in you and me. Nine segments of spiritual fruit. There's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All of these that should be developing in every Christian's life, with no exceptions. I noticed patience there. I wasn't very well last fortnight ago, and I can tell you I was lacking the patience to get, become active again. Um, but those are the, that is the fruit that should be growing in all our lives. And this is the expectation which should become a reality in all of us who belong to Christ Jesus. But the spiritual gifts, by total contrast, come into a different category. For the Holy Spirit, you didn't, you didn't miss this point, did you, I hope? Because the Holy Spirit gives, and he gives different gifts, deciding which gift or gifts each person should have. Paul, in that passage, lists nine gifts. Do you want me to go through them? No, I'm not going to. You've got them there written out in front of you. He lists nine particular gifts. But that's not all that there are. There are many other gifts. If we read in Romans chapter 12, if we read in Ephesians chapter 4, 1 Peter 4, you go home later today and you can have a look through you will see, and it is Peter Wagner in his brilliant book, he lists all 27 gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us with all the relevant biblical references. And these gifts can be broken down into different groups. There are some doing gifts, there are a number of speaking gifts, and there are a number of knowing gifts. All right? that we should be able to do things, that we should be able to speak, or that, and that we will know. We won't have all of them, 
but we will have particular gifts. Well, why do we have these, these gifts? Well, the burning desire of the Holy Spirit is to glorify Jesus. What the Holy Spirit wants that we will glorify Jesus. He wants to see Jesus proclaimed as Lord. And Paul, in this chapter 12, makes it clear that the church of Jesus Christ, not the church in Corinth, but the church here in St. Juan, amongst other churches, the church of Jesus Christ needs to have and exercise the spiritual gifts if it is going to function effectively. The church is the means by which Jesus presents and expresses himself in the world. And the supreme lordship of Jesus is to be demonstrated by the church as his body. Now the body, I, I need hardly tell you this, but the body is made up of individuals. And we need to see, I don't know, perhaps just to be reminded, but certainly to be challenged about the role of each one in the fellowship. The role of each one. Yes, no exceptions. The role of each one in the fellowship. You know, in Peter's first epistle, we're reminded that in the church, the body, the body of Christ, we are each one of us. I'm going to emphasize it again. We are each one of us the living stones. Jesus Christ is the foundation and the cornerstone, but individually we play a vital part in the spiritual building. Whether we're a large stone in evidence or whether we're a small behind-the-scenes stone. Yes, you know, this is all about us. And I wonder when you're, as you're, you're sitting there and you're hearing this, uh, are you beginning to say, oh, which living stone am I? How am I serving in the body of Christ? Oh, let me take it a stage further. Come along. What gift has the Holy Spirit given you? I'm not expecting you to answer, but you can answer to yourselves. Are you saying, wow, yes? I say, hmm, not sure. Or are you fully aware of that gift? No, come on another stage further. Are you actually exercising that gift in the life and witness of the body of Christ here? And in the, and in the wider context, which, which stone or which stones in the building of the church are you? Questions? Answers? I don't know. I don't know the answer to all those, but you, you ought to know. You know, CPAS, the Church Pastoral Aid Society, has carried out a massive survey 
about the engagement and the volunteering and the offering in service of individuals in the life of the church, particularly in the aftermath of COVID. And that survey covered a huge number of churches and revealed an enormous reluctance to serve with a whole host of reasons. Oh, some people said, oh, far too tired and weary. Oh, no way. Oh, there were many say, oh, we're not prepared to make that sort of commitment. Oh, we've got different priorities now. Oh, old age. Or oh, we're out of the habit. Oh, we're, we're far too busy doing other things. And in fact, 86%, 86% of the churches surveyed referred to the struggle that they're going through to get people to engage so that the church can move forward. You know, as I read that, oh, I thank God for the, the way things have developed and how they've grown here in the life and the witness of the church. And I know, I don't know where he is now, but I know how, oh, there he is at the back, I know how grateful Ian is to all who serve in one way or another. But, I certainly wonder, and I know Ian does as well, whether there are a number amongst us who are reluctant to volunteer, or is it that they're simply waiting to be invited? <laughs> when I was um, getting ready for today, that came to mind and I recalled very, very vividly that early morning so many years ago when Dennis Gurney, then rector, dropped a letter through my letterbox um, with the arrangements for the following Sunday. He dropped it on his way to the airport saying he was going to be away for the next two weeks. And the arrangements for the next Sunday were Brian to preach in the morning and Martin Hewlett to lead, and Martin and Brian to do it the other way around in the evening. No, Ian, <laughs> I'm not recommending that tactic, but do you know, are there some, some of who here, who need to be stirred into volunteering into a particular area of service? Oh, come on. Look, John in that gospel reading, he just records the occasion when Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Come on, that was the most humble servant row. But Jesus went on to say, I've given you an example. Do as I've done to you. Come on. That's a reminder once again, isn't it? that we are all of us called to serve. And it may be, well be in a seemingly minor role, 
but one that is much needed. We don't need training to wash somebody else's feet. And we certainly don't need training or gifting to serve in certain areas. However, as we've already seen, there are other roles to fulfill with the Spirit's gracious enabling. But where are the gaps? Where are the needs? Where are the opportunities for service? Now, today, next, next week, in the weeks and months to come, in the life of the church here, if we are to move on and to be effective as a church, in the fullest sense. Oh, you know, I, I, I'm aware of uh, always the need for help at the uh, sound and vision desk. Um, hello, yes, well done, you at the moment, but are there others who well ought to be offering that nudge to come on, something that you can give? You know, talking to the um, uh, early folk uh, this morning at the early service, there could well be other people who could well host or share the hosting uh, of the, uh, the, the breakfast after the morning, that morning service. What about the rotor for tea and coffee here on, on, at the 10 o'clock service? I wonder how, if there are folk who, are, who have particular musical gifts. You know, we get something about what hiding your light un, un, under a bushel. Um, under how many are perhaps hiding their musical gifts and not stepping forward and volunteering to, 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 to play or to sing or, or to drum or whatever. What about helping with the children's work? You know, the children's work is growing apace. Are we just relying on, the, on, on, on those who are doing it already? Is there something we could offer and volunteer uh, another slot to be filled? I don't know. We have a number of people who offer to, to read the Bible for the, our services. Is this something you could, you could be offering to do? What about offering to lead the intercessions? I've got a note here. The situation, it's, come on, we're one church. Not just, we're not just the 8.30 church or the, the 10 o'clock church or the St. George's 11.10 church. We are a church, the, the church, the body of Christ here in St. Juan. And the situation at St. George's is desperate. Only one person at St. George's that will lead the intercessions. Come on. Be others focus. It, it shouldn't be dependent on... On, on me or Hazel or uh, Ian or those of us who are going there to do so. They should be joining in. Others perhaps should be offering to say that's something I could do. What about leading the actual service at 10 o'clock or at 11.10? When I was struck down and I realized that no way could I do the service at St. George's uh, a fortnight ago at 11.10, um, decision had to be taken late on on the on the Saturday evening who did I turn to who could step in 
fortunately I had a wife very nearby who I could sort of nudge and, and, and push her into it. But there we are. Are there others who could offer? Is that a slot, an, an area where we could move forward? What about the flower rotor? You know, there's always a demand there, something you could do. We've got a lovely lot of folk who do the welcome team. Do you think you're a welcomer and that's something you could do with a glorious smile on your face and, 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 and a welcome to people? Oh, there are other areas that need to be filled. You know, you might be well aware of areas you think, oh, would that so-and-so are happening? What about you? Is this something the Lord is calling you to do? You see, we're all called. And then let me reassure to everyone that there's always help available and encouragement and initial training uh, if that's going to be needed. But we are all of us called to serve. And we're called to work together as a team. You know, if each one is playing his or her part, whether it's manifesting their distinctive spiritual gifts or serving in the many other areas of church life, we're something like a symphony orchestra. Each one is playing, as it were, a different instrument. And we're combining in perfect harmony to tell a story. We're there to make Jesus known. And we will never be fully effective as an orchestra. We'll never be fully effective as a church until each and every one fulfills their specific role. You know, which living stone are you? Which is your role? Which is the part you're playing? Where are you feeling you're being nudged? That you should volunteer. Or are you waiting for someone to actually ask you? Oh, come on, let's pray. Oh, Holy Spirit of the living God, in your grace and for the glory of Jesus, make clear to each one of us here the part, or possibly the parts, which are individually ours and the gift which you've allocated to each one. Oh, build us together. Build us together as living stones into a spiritual house as a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation a people belonging to God and as the body of Christ or may we so live and serve that we declare the praises of him who's called us out of darkness into his wonderful light Oh, we pray now in the precious name of Jesus, to whom we give all the glory.